guys, welcome back to Gaming Trim Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is the very liquefied John. <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. We took a little it's bit been of a break. More than a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, just for personal reasons, um, we just took a little break. We had some awesome people from Gaming Trend uh, on the podcast to uh, fill in while we were uh, out. Yes. <laughs> uh, they played their little RPG game on there. Um, I know it's like the little RPG game. Sound like a mom there. Uh, but, <laughs> but they had fun playing the RPG game. Uh, it was, we had to listen to it. It was a great time. Lots of laughs. Uh, so I'm glad that they were there to put on something for you guys to listen to while we're gone. Uh, but we are back. Yeah, and we are back with this episode, and <laughs> and this episode. Well, I hope it's this episode. <laughs> you right. Previous episodes, but we're actually here in your yes. ears, going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this episode, we are going to be talking about how Netflix is getting into gaming. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and just get into game on. Game on. Okay, so uh, as a shock, it might not be that much of a shock, uh, Netflix is thinking about getting into gaming. You know, Netflix started out, if you do not believe it, Netflix started out with shipping DVDs to customers. And they've been throwing around the idea for a while about getting into gaming, like with the show that they came out with Bandersnatch in 2018. It was an interactive adventure style episode where you could select things that happened. Yeah, I mean, this is interesting. Yeah, it's easy for them to do that because everyone has a mobile phone now and they can't know the world about making consoles or anything like that. They're dying because there's so many subscription services out there now. There are many subscription services. I want to say everyone has one now. I mean, we have one for like AMC. What is it? Paramount is a big one now that's happening. I was like with Paramount, like the only reason anyone's even watching anything is Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery, or Star Trek Lower Decks. Beyond that, Eh, nothing really worth me be paying an extra $15 a month for. Uh, yeah. No, uh, we have a friend's Paramount account, and I watch Bar Rescue on it. Like, that's literally all I've ever used it for. Huge Bar Rescue fan. So, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get the hype about it. So that's your that's your white girl equivalent of watching crime dramas. Uh, no, no, no. I watch <laughs> crime dramas, too. Like, oh, there we go. There I watch, go. I watch let, all of let, it. But no, I love Bar let Rescue. The stereotype, let, let the stereotype just flow there. <laughs> uh, but back to Netflix. So the games will be bundled in for free into Netflix's main app. And for the time being, will be primarily meant to be played on mobile devices, though they may eventually migrate to TVs. The company thinks some of its games will connect in some way to the Netflix-owned franchises. You can definitely imagine a Stranger Things game, um, maybe a Sex Life one, but it may also license existing games and brands for other developers. Uh, we think that the time is right to learn more about how our members value games, the company said in the quarterly earnings release, but also says it expects to be in gaming for the long haul. Uh, this is the core part of our subscription offering. Greg Peters, the company's chief operator officer, said during the company's uh, earnings call. Yeah, and then the last remark is the company thinks the main value of its games will be keeping existing subscribers more engaged in the Netflix app and thus less likely to unsubscribe. The game could also, in theory, help drive new subscriptions. So, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if you have Netflix currently. We do. And there is another 
price bump in the Netflix subscription already. Oh, dear God. And so I think currently it's up to $12 or $13, if I'm not mistaken. I pay for Hulu. I'm not, I don't pay for Netflix. We have different bills. But yeah, no, I, I feel like Netflix just keeps going up and up and up. And when subscription services first started, it was great because we could leave our $200 cable plan and start just paying 10 or $20 for Netflix and Hulu. But now we have Netflix and Hulu and Paramount and Disney Plus and AMC. And I'm sure there's a million other apps that people use. And it's like over $100 a month. Yeah, it's the, it's the new cable bill now, uh, which is kind of funny because I think I'm one of the only like dozen people that actually have a Netflix account they pay for. And everyone else <laughs> shares everybody else's. Same thing with, like, that's the only thing I pay for is Netflix. And then you got, I'm using my friend's Hulu. Use, and then my friend gave me his Disney Plus because I let him use my my Netflix. This is, like, this is going to be bad. Someone's actually paying for all of this. I know. I know. I pay for Hulu. My husband pays for Netflix. And then one of our friends pays for Paramount. And then we have a friend that pays for Disney Plus, And they gave us accounts on it. And uh, But yeah, I mean, imagine if you don't have friends or family members who are like well off. And you're just like paying for all this by yourself. Uh, it's going to lead to one thing and one thing only. Piracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I we I'm I'm still old school. We still pirate all the time, or we do not. I will not say. <laughs> uh, you hear that NSA? You hear that? <laughs> Thievery. But yeah, I can see why they're doing this all that with all the other ones out there. But if they actually make a console, then I would be impressed. Yeah, I just don't know how good these Netflix games are going to be. Again, they're saying they're going to be ad free games. Which number one, if you're doing ad free. Like, that's cutting out a lot of your revenue, right? And they're, again, they're just going to be about the TV shows that are on Netflix. And they're saying it's going to shake up the industry for another competing services. subscription. Yes. Yes, it's another offer. Okay. But I want to know, like, how much battery drainage the Netflix app is going to cause? And, like, how are you going to play all these games on the Netflix show app? Are you going to have a different Netflix app, like Netflix games? And so them saying, well, we're going to have more interaction on the app, and so they'll be better. I I don't know how I feel about that. Please, dear God, don't let Bethesda be the programming people. <laughs> we have to finish it before release? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, crap. There's like half the game's like buggy as hell. We don't know what's going on. Uh, they're saying the streaming market is thoroughly saturated, which I, I completely agree. Everyone has their own apps, but they're thinking that this is going to set them apart from everyone. And I just don't see that happening. Like, yeah, you can have games, you know, Stranger Things games, you know, Squid Games games, you know. But if they're not good games and there's nothing that's really drawing to them, why would I play them? Like, why? Why would I put money into it? And are they going to do, um, like, micro... Uh, the EA way. Yeah, the microtransactions. microtransactions. <laughs> are they going to be doing microtransactions? You know? Like, oh, you know they will. How free you know will. is this game? How free is this game? Uh, it's just bad. This, this also reminds me of... Remember when Nintendo 
got into the mobile game world? They did it with Mario. I remember they released like a Mario running game and it was nothing. I mean, I think the app is still out there and I know people who still play it. But even myself as a huge Mario fan, which you can attest to, I did not get the mobile game. I was like, "Mm, that's okay. I'm okay. Especially when that thing was like 10 bucks just to unlock everything from the first level. Yes. Thank you for Google and their wonderful surveys to pay for that game for me. (laughs) But some more (laughs) back info. Let's like get into some, you know, details about it. Netflix has hired the former Oculus content VP, Mike Verdu, as vice president of the gaming development. Uh, The company has confirmed to PC Gamer, business journal Bloomberg, which also spoke to an anonymous source at Netflix, characterizes the hire as Netflix's first big move towards an expansion into video games uh so i mean that's a big move i mean that's a that's a big and you know that they're paying that dude a lot of money Uh, yeah i'm just they had to get someone from facebook i I mean (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess it was a good move a couple months ago (laughs) maybe not so much now (laughs) oh no no servers all go offline but still it's like okay now i can see this right here where it's um okay get someone from oculus and pretty soon we'll have Netflix VR games and stuff like that. Then that would actually be interesting to see if it actually comes to light. But couldn't they have gotten someone from Nintendo, Sony, Sega? Like people uh, who have been in the video game industry right. for decades. But I think with those kind of people, they're they're not mobile app people. Those are console people. And those are people who make games. I think they hired this guy because they want a person who can actually help them with their mobile content creation. And so that's how I see it. Uh, But I mean, look, everyone's had their hands trying to get into gaming, right? Amazon, Google, Google had freaking Stadia. Some people love Stadia. I mean, that's like a that's like a hit or miss thing. It's like, do you talk about Stadia with people? Or are they they gonna yell at you? Or are they gonna you know like I don't know. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Netflix has already released something you could call successful video game. It was the Black Mirror Bandersnatch episode, an interactive movie that you know we all really 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 liked. It was a really good episode on Black Mirror. Would we take that as a hit? Or will we just take that as like a fluke? Right. I never, I never got a chance to actually play that that interactive movie, but that still harkens back to the days of choose your own adventure VHS. <laughs> and see, that's what I think. That is why people love the episode so much, just because it was a blast from the past, right? It was amazing. And then it was retro, and it was like, oh, this is really cool. People had stuff like this back in the day. But Bloomberg does suggest that Netflix's push into gaming isn't just about interactive shows, although it may start small and ramp up. The publication also points out that Netflix is accepting applications for a director of interactive productive innovation. That job listing does specifically reference Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Uh, Says the department is working on game-like experiences and different ways of interacting with stories. Uh, It doesn't sound like the Sex Life MOBA that, you know, the streaming service had in mind right now. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like a lot of what's going on. You know, like very secret, secret, secret. Okay, so everyone that is a dungeon master in Dungeons and Dragons, sign up for this right now because they need someone to tell stories. Yes. And if you're a good dungeon master, you're set. Yes. And that's neither of us, Erica. So we're. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good over here. Uh, But yeah, I I would love to see a game with the Squid Game series. Okay, first of all, Squid Games, if you haven't seen it, go see it right now. It has been like number one 
in like 30 something countries for a whole month. It's been insane. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen it and it, it, it calls to me and then I ignore it. Are you serious? I want to watch it, but I want to be able to sit down and enjoy it the whole time when there's like, you know, my brain, I have to have like, if I want to enjoy something fully, I got to make sure I'm like just super focused in this thing. Oh, we might have to do a whole episode on Squid Games because the first time I watched it, we put it off and then we watched it. We stood up until 7 a.m. until we finished it. It was that freaking amazing. But again... That series, the Witcher series, there are so many series that Netflix has that I could see being really cool mobile games. But what would that entail? And so I'm just dying for more information. Please use the mic so we can so we can sing along, make a sing along game to the Witcher. That'd be perfect. <laughs> there you go. That would be a perfect mini game. That would be amazing. Oh, it's gonna be bad. So many people are just gonna be. It's gonna be like the. Uh, oh, remember Guitar Hero. The, when they made the the whole band with the drum set and everything. Yes, I had the whole set. You know the thing. You said the scream into it till the arrow got to right where you needed to be. <laughs> yes. It, was what, it always what, good? No. Was it ever no, good? It I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, but that is all we have on the Netflix gaming stuff. So let's head into some shut up and take my money. Shut up and take my money. Oh, but looks like Van's footwear is off to an interesting thing this month. Horror! All different kinds of different shoes. Like, here we go. We have ones of The Shining with the twin girls. One in each foot. <laughs> no, uh, they have some really good shoes uh, this month. One of, the, one of the highlights that everyone is loving uh, that my husband actually got a pair of is the Vans X, the Shining Classics, uh, the, high, the high tops. Uh, so on the rim, it says Red Rum over and over again. On the back, it actually says Room 237. Uh, and then on the side of the high top, it has the classic yellow shining screaming face logo on it. Is he actually going to wear this? Uh, he loves them. <laughs> he wants to wear them more. He has quite large feet. And so it's kind of weird for him to wear high tops. Uh, but he does He does plan on wearing them. He calls them his nice shoes. Ah, <laughs> uh, the ones where we're going somewhere fancy. Let me get back right Put on now. the high tops. <laughs> yes. Well, me, I probably wear the shining ones with the uh, the twin girls on them. Just like, come play with us. <laughs> yeah, no, these are great. Uh, I haven't worn high tops in forever. Uh, but another great shoe that they have on there are the Vans Exorcist Old School. So they have the, just the Exorcist little, you know, peekaboo on the side of the shoe. They have the Lost Boy style 47 Creeper design. Uh, kind of looks like a nice black loafer. Uh, they have some, and not just shoes. They Vans has, you know, broadened its horizons and sells hoodies and backpacks and socks. So they have a whole bunch of stuff on their website. Some really cool Friday the 13th sweaters, Night Before Elm Street, backpacks, it stuff, like we said. Uh, they have really, really, really cool Beetlejuice custom slip-ons. Ooh. Yeah, and then a ton of Gremlin stuff. I, I guess Gremlins are in. Right now, uh, but it, this stuff it ranges from seventy to a hundred dollars plus. Uh, so average cost of shoes. So if you happen to buy a hoodie from here and you have a girlfriend, don't wear that hoodie around. <laughs> you'll never see it again. Yeah, 
Uh, don't wear hoodies that you like to other people's houses. I, I think that's like, you shouldn't do that. Uh, the, the hoodies, though, the clothing is a lot cheaper. The hoodies are around 40 bucks, uh, 40 to 60, just depending, like I said. Uh, socks, 15 something bucks. So, yeah, definitely, definitely cool stuff that we have on here. Uh, the next we have on here might be a little bit more obscure, but I almost like keeled over when I saw it. So, the official name for this product is a, a painted 3D printed cloud companion deluxe figure with a pop-up feature. So this is made by Joseph's Junk on Etsy, and it is a 3D model of Malo. So I went down this rabbit hole of trying to find a Malo plushie. And for those who don't know who Malo is, he is from Super Mario RPG. Uh, so they did, in the 90s, make a Malo plushie, but there were only one out of Japanese arcade machines. So, again, I went down a rabbit hole trying to find one of these plushies, because I'm like, okay, it's from well, the 90s. Lie, you, went th- you, you went through eBay. Yeah, I did. Uh, but other, I, no, I, I, I went through a lot of things, and so I'm like, maybe a couple hundred dollars, right? Because I saw the other ones that were made by the same company, couple hundred dollars, 400, 500. Yeah, that's a lot of money, but I kind of really want it now because it's so much money. Recently, a couple months ago, a plushie Malo went on sale through an international whatever bidding company. It was sold. How much do you think it was sold for? 2.3 million. No, no, it wasn't sold for that. I mean, this is just a tiny plushie. It sold 2.351 million yen, which is about... 21,000 American dollars. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't really do the conversion of that in my head. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I mean, to be honest, he was like the cutest little thing ever. I mean, it was made in the 90s. I mean, he was dusty AF, but 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 it was but it was very cute. Uh, I was very upset. And but I know if I had that kind of money, I would I would have done it. I would have spent $20,000. I love him. Malo is like the cutest creature ever. I, you know, I probably wouldn't have spent $20,000 on that one. I would have found like a deluxe puppet maker or a person who does plushies and do a custom order. Yeah, that'd probably be the same and you spend a lot less. But back to the printed cloud companion. So he is going for 175 bucks. He's completely adorable. He's painted. He's beautiful. But the thing I love about him is then when Malo is doing his attacks in Super Mario RPG, his body lifts up from his torso. So the designer of this figure has made it possible when you push a button in the back, his little top of his body pops up just like he did in the games. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's completely adorable. His hands are stretched out, just like when he does his, his attacks in gaming. I mean, it's it's completely adorable. <laughs> I love it. I'm I obsessed. St- I still wouldn't pay $175 for that. I mean, it's adorable. It's super cute. I, you know, I... I hate that we don't have Gino and Malo stuff out there, and it's because Squaresoft... International copyright laws. Yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> Squaresoft and Nintendo did this thing together, and then they're like, okay, fam, like, we're good. We don't need to do anything else for I don't know what reason. Um, and so now they can't release any kind of merchandise because it's tied to both of them. And so they would have to work out something and then release something jointly. 
I don't think that's ever going to happen. So I, I have to spend money on stupidly overpriced stuff like this. Yeah. Nintendo, if you're hearing this, buy the rights. So Please. Pay for oh, my God. I, I, I don't I don't think they understand how much Super Mario RPG has like a huge cult following. And I think that if they just put that game on the Nintendo e-market, which again, they can't because of, you know, the shared rights with Squaresoft. But if they did put it on like the Switch marketplace and everything like that, I bet it would be a major freaking hit. Which do like I did and go to a game store that was closing down and pick it up for 25 bucks. <laughs> First of all, that game is worth well over $50 and it has been over the past 10 years. <laughs> they had that's a great buy. Sale and it was in the back and then I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> that's a great buy. That's a great buy. But enough about my love for Super Mario RPG. Let's get into some Nani. And the wonderful, glorious state of California, where everyone just keeps escaping from, steps in to prevent Activision Blizzard destroying sexual harassment evidence. Which doesn't surprise me one bit that Blizzard was trying to do stuff like that in the first place. But hey, California is actually doing something right for a change. Yeah, when this when this was all released, uh, everyone in Gaming Trend was like, not surprised. <laughs> not surprised this is happening. I mean, they, they've been in the news almost every month. Oh, yeah, one thing or another. And it's always the same category. Yep. Gotta love Blizzard. <laughs> but anyway, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed a motion to intervene in a potential settlement between the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and Activision Blizzard. The motion argues that the... Uh, we're just going to acronym it down to DFEH because this is a lot of words to say. The DFH's own trial against Activision Blizzard will be irreparably damaged by the conditions of said settlement. The settlement includes a clause which requests that Activision be able to remove any allegations of sexual harassment from the personnel f files of settlement claimants, effectively destroying evidence that is essential to the DFEH's own trial. Why would the Equal Opportunity Commission actually agree to that? Because they usually don't. So what the whole thing is, is that they're saying they need to leave on the sexual harassment on these records. And the company is like, no, because that's going to hurt people in the future. Yes, <laughs> that is indeed what will happen. <laughs> Maybe they'll have the same thing with the whistleblower from Facebook that said all the stuff that we already knew what was going on. Just the servers just all crashed and then probably all everything went away. That's probably what's going to happen with Activision. It's, 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 it's insane. More stuff from the news on Activision. You ready for this one? Yes. The DFEH two months ago accused Activision Blizzard of shredding evidence. So they went the way of Enron. That could uh, reflect on the company's on the company poorly during this case. This coupled with Activision's recent decision to hire a union-busting firm does not reflect well on the company's previous claims. That it is t being totally cooperative with the DFEH's investigation. And it's kind of funny. He's like, a normal person like us, we destroy evidence. Yeah, he'll never see us ever again. <laughs> no, I, I just, I mean, they keep doing stupid stuff like this. And there has been years and decades of misogyny, just silencing people of color, women, all kinds of people that are just not cis white males. I'm kind of just like, I like Blizzard for some of its games, but their culture is total trash. Yeah, I haven't played anything Activision Blizzard in a long time. <laughs> yeah, there's been reasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing they ever put out in the longest time was War World of Warcraft. Yeah. And... 
World of Warcraft expansion 1 through 20. The only other game that I remember <clears throat> that was actually fun to play was StarCraft. Yeah. That's it. But we'll see how all this affects, uh, because the only way to really affect them is, that's holding any Activision stock, sell it. <laughs> I love how people are being so empowered through all this stock. I, I love how Dogecoin really kind of turned the tables on poor people realizing they can buy stock and they're realizing, wait, a bunch of people can change the flux of a stock. Like we can actually buy stuff and make it valuable. And then, you know, rich people were like, oh, just invest money and you'll make money. And then they're like, wait, why are you doing this? Please stop investing money. You're taking our money. So I, I love how us, the little people, are being so empowered with like stock, with TikTok, with social media. We are able to get our voices out and be heard and change something. And yes, that kind of leads into some dangerous cancel culture kind of stuff. But at the same time, no other decade, no other, you know, time frame that we've been alive have you been able to change something so dramatically. Well, I do blame 2020 for that because everyone was locked at home and everyone had the internet and they actually could actually figure things out yes. instead of going through the drone <laughs> of everyday life. Unlike the rest of us who were essential workers. That's a different story for a different time. But anyways, let's see how this goes. Let's uh, kill the stock, buy it back cheap, make a bunch of money, and you'll short the hell out of it. Bet. <laughs> Next on our list, we have that 90s show. Uh, so for people who are not uh, getting this reference, there used to be a show called The 70s Show. And it was, what is it? Aired in the 90s, uh, early aughts, right? Something like that. Uh, and it was yeah. a show. It was a show about the 70s. And it was it was great. Uh, people, when we were our age, they romanticized the 70s, late 60s, love, peace, no war kind of stuff. I mean, forever in the early 2000s, there was all the peace on the t-shirts and stuff like that. And the whole, you know, bell bottoms. I remember when that was a thing. And so... There was Those a are long called Jinko jeans. <laughs> Those are different <laughs> from bell bottoms, okay? But there was a time in like the early 2000s, late 90s, where 70s fashion was coming back in. And so I think right now it's a great time to have that 90s show. From when we watched the 70s show and from now with the 90s show, that's exactly the same amount of time, which just makes me feel ancient. That It just makes me feel incredibly speak old. For your, speak for yourself. <laughs> I lived during the 90s. <laughs> well, technically, I did too. <laughs> no, I remember it, though. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we were talking about this earlier before we were recording, and you were just like, this is crazy. They can't do the 90s show. It's going to fail just like that 80s show. I think the reason that 80s show failed is because it wasn't as romanticized as it was when, when it came out. It was just like, okay, that's not that far off. We still do the same stuff. Yeah, they're just pretty much different music. You know, that, that was the main difference. Well, granted, with the 80s, there was only a couple of things with the 80s, and that was Terminator and a hell Crocodile Dundee and a buttload of cocaine. <laughs> Yeah. That was the 80s in a nutshell right there. That and the gas crisis. But cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not much to write about. Yeah. 
But there, and especially when they're trying to, what, keep it PG-13, because it was on cable, right? But Netflix is actually going to back this. Uh, there's currently an order for 10 episodes of the new show titled That 90s Show. And mine seemed too soon to start parodying the 90s, but there is actually a similar gap between each show, premiere date, and the year the universe is set in. This iteration will be produced by Marcy Carsey and Tom Warner, who were responsible for That 70s Show and is much less responsible for the spinoff of the 80s show. Like I said, um, while we were talking about before, people in their tweens, you know, early ages, they're romanticizing the 90s. I don't know how many videos I see of little kids like, I wish I was born in the 90s. Look at these flip flones. Like, look at all this cool stuff. They would have not yeah, Then you have flipped. to realize they have to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have social media. You could actually do something and no one would know. I've heard it from children. I wish I was born in the 90s i've looked them dead in the face why <laughs> well they have they had cool movies and video games and all this i'm like okay you have that now though you have it now and it's all here why would you want to go back well they had all that like no 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 no. you cannot text someone it cost 25 cents to text someone you had to hit no, a no. three you had to hit a button three times to get to one letter you had to make your friends call you back after 9 p.m because that's when your free minute started don't get me started <laughs> like no and you didn't have cell phones for the most of the 90s what you had pager and a wall and a phone that was on the wall with a 50-foot cord. Only rich people and doctors had pagers. Oh, and drug dealers. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's a given. That's a given. We're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously. I mean, there wasn't even a smartphone until, what, the mid-2000s? Maybe the late 2000s? Uh, like, no, bro. Why would you? Why would you want to be born in the 90s? I get the music was great, right? The music was great. Atmosphere was great. I mean, money-wise, everything is great and stuff like that. Like, we were still in that little As bubble of, you know. Where the cocaine's trying to run off. Yes. <laughs> look at uh, Nickelodeon Studios in the yes. 90s to now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, there are great aspects. And you can definitely see, just like how the 70s were affecting the early aughts, 90s is definitely coming back in our fashion and culture. Uh, tie-dye is a thing again. I still get, like, PTSD. Every time I see tie dye, I just can't. I can't with it. I'm like, this is god ugly. I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> no, don't. I hate tie dye. I hate tie dye. <laughs> I got to get. I got to get a furry to come to you and oh Palooza. And you ran. Oh you upset that little girl. That little boy. Girl that was your. That was, that was your that. own damage. That was your own fault. I did not want to inter engage with that person. That's that's your deal. I still got. I got a selfie with that person that was inside the suit they were very they were very nice because i also explained to them i'm gonna let you know this right now my with raging nerds <laughs> erica she is terrified of furries i just don't like them i just don't like, like uh -huh. them i just don't like them <laughs> i just greatly dislike their presence i mean is that too much like just leave me alone <laughs> Oh no no! This is gonna this is gonna keep going on. Every convention we're at, I'm finding them and I'm sending them your way. I'll ambush you. It is furries. it is nostalgic to see '90s fashion coming back up. Uh, squirts 
are making a thing. I love squirts. Those never went away. Okay, okay. <laughs> they're coming back, like, in mainstream fashion. Okay, of course, you're always going to see people uh, wearing squirts, but I'm saying in mainstream fashion, okay? There's a no, huge I, I, difference. I, I, no, I, one thing I would love to see, hypercolor shirts. Yeah, they're coming back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I want to see those all over the place. I don't. Are you? Are you not? Are you? Changes color. It's like a fucking mood ring that you wear. Yeah. No. Have you not seen those? Have you not seen those? And I'm. No, I have not. I live in Sugarland. Okay. Well, (laughs) like, no, no. Seriously, they they have those. What you're talking? It doesn't say Versace, (laughs) Versace, or any of the other high end brands. You're not going to see it. Oh my gosh! Everyone, everyone in our area wears like mom clothes that's pretty much what it is they're out there and they're like jeggings and they're just like running errands like that that's what i say but anyway no like if you actually go into houston you go into the mall you go into places where it's like hipper cooler atmosphere whatever you're gonna see like some really cool fashion wear i'm probably going to uh this november whenever i am part of the staff at bayou city comic-con i'll be seeing a lot of that that's great that's great Uh, okay so who is returning from the original cast okay we have kurt wood smith and deborah joe roop will be returning as the elder foremans but the biggest group returning is from the production site okay uh in addition to carsey werner company the original series creators bonnie turner and terry turner are coming back as writers and bringing their daughter Lindsay turner to write as well greg mettler who produced the original is coming on as an executive producer and showrunner for the series both smith and roop are getting executive producer credits along with their roles i'm really conf- I'm, it's gonna be interesting seeing the show like especially with the fashion with the uh the uh, props department I know, no, 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 I'm like, I'm like, my body's ready. Like, I am, I am ready to die and just like fangirl. Tie dye your hair. And no, 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 I'm not ready Maybe for like, that. You know, fashion in the '90s. I want to see this because it was just primary colors, and then you had the shapes of square, circle, triangle. That was it. That <laughs> yes. was your whole thing. Yes. And, oh, don't forget the little, uh, you know, those those uh, paper cups where it has the blue with the little squigglies on it. Yeah, that was that more was 80s, though. That was a lot of 80s stuff, too, though. So, and that's another thing. 80s bleeds into 90s. 90s bleed into the early aughts. So, they're definitely going to have to do their research. And hopefully, hopefully, everything will pan out correctly. Yeah. Let's have another Saved by the Bell. Oh, my gosh. No, no. But you know what I do want to see? <laughs> do you know what I want to see? Inflatable furniture. They better have an episode where they have the inflatable furniture and how it just does not hold up and it pops. Okay. You know what? What's really sad is my IRL job that uh, we we sold those. That's amazing. Yeah. But it was it was it like the see-through, like bright pink, bright neon uh, green? That's amazing. Well- and it had lights in it to change its color. Why would you leave that job? Like, that's amazing. I didn't I didn't leave the job. Oh, it's still your current job. So why don't you have this yeah. in your house? So why don't you have this I amazing have furniture? <laughs> <laughs> excuses. It would explode excuses. and take out one of them. There's a poof of oh fur. Oh, my gosh. That's what would happen. But, yeah, we, we ho- I hope the props department is good on this one because I want to see all of that old stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to censor myself a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to it's gonna be interesting. And, and unlike the 70s show, they were able to buy all the props for a pretty decent price. But 
because of our romanticism, romanticism, because of our generation, uh, we are huge fans of nostalgia. So uh, there are huge inflation prices on everything because everyone wants to buy stuff from when they're a kid and when they felt actually happy instead of right now how we feel like we just want to die. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they're getting their props, uh, paying, making, and what that budget looks like. People in the props department over there. You need to make sure that you find some of those old pens that you kick it on. It had a weight, an offset weight, and a motor. And as you wrote, it made little circles. But was also a vibrator for high schoolers. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh my god! Those came out when I was a kid. I wasn't even thinking about stuff like that. That's horrible. I'm older. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh. Besides that, lots of great memories with the 90s. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I think with that show coming out, they're definitely going to start pushing more old 90s trends. I mean, as you can see, crop tops are really coming back. Crop tops for men are coming back, which Those they should have never gone away. No, it should have gone away. No, it should have never gone away. If you've never... Uh, Men in crop tops. Google those images. They're 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 they make me happy. Yeah, for you, for me, no. <laughs> it just scares me. Nobody wants to see my Graham. You gotta remember on the scale of like hot to damn, <laughs> I'm like fluffy. <laughs> you don't want to see that. Okay, guys, <laughs> it was good talking with you again. It's been a minute. We are going to be, uh, you know, more on top of things. Doing this every week. Uh, we will try not. To get you know life in the way of things, but it is COVID and life is insane. And just remember that nothing is permanent. And to hug and take care of everyone and everything that you care about. And yeah, remember to boop their noses too. All the boops. I love the boops. Everyone loves a boop. Also, one other thing I'd like to add in: if you are in the Houston area or in Texas and want to go to a con before Thanksgiving to get all those wonderful things that you need to get for Christmas. Bayou City Comic Con, and we are actually needing volunteers. So just go to BayouCityComicCon.com and sign up, and you can go to the con for free. Yeah, no, there there have been a lot of cool guests that are already announced there, a lot of cool vendors that are going, so definitely last-minute shopping. Bayou City Comic Con's been great, so I, I, I can't complain about the convention. Uh, one thing is also, if you are unable to go to the con, be sure to tw- check out their YouTube and Twitch channels, because we'll be live-streaming the entire con. That's what con should be doing. Yes. Like we're going to be interviewing every single vendor, every single artist, the guests. And we'll have a, con- a stream going where it's just constant so you can keep up with everything. Awesome. Well, don't forget, you can follow me anywhere at The Raging Erica. And you can follow me everywhere at Dogfin Studios. You can listen to our, our podcast on any major podcatcher, which is like iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts iHeart Music, Pandora. I mean, gosh, anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, we're going to be there as Gaming Trim Podcast. Don't forget, you can also email us with questions, recommendations, whatever, at podcast at gamingtrend.com. And yeah, you can talk to us there, talk to us online. I mean, whatever. You don't, you do, whatever. We're cool. (laughs) (laughs) Just just deadpan it. That's fine. (laughs) Contact us! Email us. If you have friends that are furries, send the pictures in. Be sure to put in the subject line for Erica. We'll catch you guys next week. (laughs) 